Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. I have a great story to share with you. Some updates from our friends at Lutheran Heritage Foundation in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us today, the Reverend Dr. Matthew Heisey, Executive Director of the Lutheran Heritage Foundation. Dr. Heisey, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Always good to be with you, Andy and Sarah. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. We always enjoy the opportunity to catch up with you and learn about the the stories that where LHF is bringing um, great Lutheran resources to people around the world. And I, I understand you have several stories to share with us today. I think last time we talked, uh, we touched base on the case in Finland regarding religious liberty. Do you have an update for us? Yes. Yes, we did talk about that. And actually, no, uh, unfortunately, that uh, that hate crime trial has has begun as of last week, uh, January 24th, so about a week ago. Um, Finnish uh, member of parliament, uh, Dr. Paivi Rasinen, who is also Lutheran and uh, um, bishop of the Evangelical Lutheran Mission Diocese of Finland, had to make sure I could get all the (laughs) E-L-M-D-F, Dr. uh, Johanna Poyala, uh, were put on trial. And uh, I I did get a little bit of updates uh, from them. Interestingly enough, this is just not uh, Lutherans who are concerned about this. Um, also, World Magazine interviewed me on this, and uh, Christianity Today has been covering this. So uh, this is of interest for Christians at large because, uh, as many are aware, this is uh, probably the beginning of what we might call hate crime trials uh, for Christians in uh, Europe itself. So um, what happens here will be watched by many, many people. Mm-hmm. Do you have uh, any updates on on the latest and what's been happening in that case? Well, as I know, uh, interestingly enough, there have been a lot of good public protests. Um, just uh, the day before the trial, 120 people attended a protest at the Finnish embassy in Oslo, Norway. Norwegians are very concerned about this case. And and Bible colleges in Finland are, are going to have a uh, a follow-up protest on February 14th. So um, people are getting out on the streets and, and voicing their opinion. And uh, from what I understood, talking to the cousin of uh, Dr. Poyola, um, the, the first day was was pretty tough, pretty pretty difficult because they really came at them and saying, you know, you were disparaging homosexuals in your booklet, which LHF helped them produce. It's called Male and Female. He created them. Um, homose- homosexuality challenges uh, basic biblical concepts of marriage. And uh, they, they published that back in 2004 uh, when I was on the mission field over in Russia. So uh, <laughs> interestingly enough, this retroactive hate crime speech uh, charge was filed in 2019. So, you know, in 2004, remember, this is before gay marriage was passed in the United States. Uh, it was a different time. And uh, if you know the people, I do not know Dr. Rasanen personally, but I, do, I know, uh, know Johanna. I've stayed at his house several times. I know his family. They're ju- just very wonderful folks. He's, uh, he defies stereotypes uh, <laughs> many from the left would have of Christians. He's, he's very soft-spoken, quiet, respectful, 
Uh, I never really heard him raise his voice at all, even to his children. I'm sure it must have happened. With children, it happens, but he he really <laughs> is that kind of gentle, kind soul. And uh, you know, he he's he's pretty much at peace with a lot of this. He's he's kind of told me he said this, you know, that we are just defending traditional Christianity. Uh, we're more concerned for what this case will do uh, for Christians at large, whether it will compel them to be quiet. So he said, you know, what happens to us, we're, we're Dr. Rastanen and, and he are not necessarily overly concerned, you know, if they have to, they could potentially serve prison sentences up to two years. Uh, this, by the way, of course, is a, a recent uh, mission partner or, or partner church for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod as of last year. Uh, I know uh, President Harrison was over there for the uh, installation of uh, Johanna in uh, Finland back in I believe it was August of last year. So, uh, you know, this, uh, we're all watching this really closely. In fact, uh, the International Lutheran Council uh, financed a trip for Johanna to the States last fall. And uh, he met with uh, several congressmen and also with the Alliance Defending Freedom in Washington, D.C., and then headed over to Fort Wayne and uh, preached at some churches, gave a presentation at the seminary and concluded his trip in Boston at First Lutheran Church there in Boston uh, before flying back to uh, uh, Finland. All, all of this, while he's doing all of this, he's, he's telling me, uh, we have uh, the pastoral companion book ready that we're going to publish in February. So naturally, we're doing Lutheran heritage work, and, and he is our, our, our primary uh, um, director, for want of a better term, for uh, Finnish publications and translations. So um, he was telling, we, we were talking about this and, and I said, well, I could understand if there's a delay, you do have something else going on, don't you? But <laughs> all he could do is chuckle a little bit, uh, and say, no, we'll get it out in February. So, um, really, really remarkable man. And, uh, uh just really sad what's happening and, and what this tells us uh, about our world today. But I, you know, I think of, uh, Matthew, Matthew 10, 18, I was just rereading that with you will stand before governors and kings and, and you will give an account for me and uh don't prepare what you will do not be anxious do not prepare your words in advance and that sounds kind of like the advice they're following biblical advice just preach the truth and preach it in gentleness and respect but firmly and and that's what they do so uh really encourage everyone to to pray pray very hard for our Finnish Lutheran friends, because uh, what came to them can come to all of us in the near future. One never knows. Certainly uh, lifting them up in prayer. And I, I imagine this just must be a, a trying time for not just for them, but for the members of their, their churches as well, yeah. that, uh, that to, to see this happening to their pastor or their bishop as well. Yeah. Well, uh, moving on, for anything else, uh, any other updates from Finland that you want to share with us before we move to other parts of the world? No, I think that's that's pretty much uh, covers uh, of what was going on there. All right, let's move to Asia. What uh, resources and opportunities has LHF had to to partner with others and share faithful resources, especially the Lutheran confessions in Asia? Yeah, interestingly enough, we we just never get enough children's Bible storybooks into Vietnam. Uh, we've just printed some more, and again, they're running out. Uh, Vietnam's very interesting. We actually understood that there are charter schools that are asking for our children's Bible story books as well. Uh, so imagine that in Vietnam. 
but more recently, we have been working um, diligently on the Book of Concord in what we call traditional Chinese, and that's uh, a type of Chinese spoken in Taiwan and Hong Kong, uh, and also in Indonesian and in Vietnamese itself. So, you know, here we have something that others might see as a, a kind of uh, egghead theologian book, the Book of Concord, and yet we have a lot of new pastors and, and teachers in the church who really don't know as much uh, about Lutheranism and uh, its origins and what it, what it stands for and what, we, what learning we can get from the Book of Concord in that regard. Uh, so these are really important uh, publications. Uh, the traditional Chinese now looks like it's getting ready to be, to be printed and Indonesians uh, going through some final work as well as Vietnamese. So these are all really just about ready to go to the printer. And uh, at least uh, from my perspective, uh, just, I, I don't know if I, can't recall if I shared with you last year, I taught an, an online course at Grand Canyon University out in Phoenix, and they have developed a program, uh, a master's program for uh, aspiring theologians in the Lutheran uh, confession, confessional churches out in Southeast Asia, including one of them was our, our director of LHF in Cambodia. Uh, uh, Pastor Sopakorn. So uh, this was an opportunity for me to be able to share with them uh, some of the knowledge that I received in, in, as a student at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. And, uh, and they're, they're very eagerly soaking everything up. And it, it's just a thrill to do that. And then to start getting publications like a Book of Concord in the languages of people in Asia, I think it's just very, very important. That sounds like very exciting work. Uh, the Book of Concord is so important for teaching Lutheran doctrine. I'm curious, how, how was Lutheran doctrine being taught prior, or, or how is it being taught now, I suppose, um, prior to these books actually being published? Well, you'll, you'll probably, it depends, I guess, on, on, on where you are. There, there really aren't, uh, there, there are a few seminaries I know that we work through, certainly in Taiwan, and I believe we worked with one in Hong Kong. I'm, I'm, by we, I'm speaking Missouri Synod. Uh, but on the whole, uh, a, a good example maybe is Indonesia. You have what you call Protestant churches, were, which were founded back in the 19th century by a, uh, a Lutheran missionary, uh, Ludwig Nomensen. And uh, of course, they, they kind of became like so many uh, through the influence of, of uh, more liberal teaching in Europe, uh, quote unquote, Protestant churches, as opposed to Lutheran confessional churches. So uh, do documents like this just kind of fell by the wayside, not to mention a basic catechism. Uh, but what we're finding, uh, especially interesting in Indi Indonesia, there people are really in, in these Bible colleges are very interested in getting uh, the Book of Concord in their own language. So uh, this is kind of thrilling for us to be able to to fill a need uh, and, and also then promote good, solid Lutheran doctrinal teaching. What has been the response of those who have received the Book of Concord in their own language recently? Well, those, those who are getting it now are, are, are just uh, thrilled. <laughs> they're, 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 <laughs> we're hearing from them that, uh, that they, they can't wait to get into it. And, uh, and like I say, then, you know, through opportunities like the Grand Canyon teaching opportunity, we get a chance to teach them as well as our missionaries over there. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware that uh, this is probably, I guess, with Liberty uh, University there in Virginia, 
the largest, uh, those two are the largest evangelical colleges or universities in America. And Grand Canyon is, is, is run by President Brian Mueller, who's a LCMS member. And of course, my old Hebrew professor, uh, Paul Rabbi, <laughs> is, is, is actually there now in retirement. He's emeritus, but he does some teaching. And so uh, the Garuna Foundation, through Pastor Jeff Ehlers uh, out in Phoenix there, uh, worked with them to develop a program for aspiring theologians in Southeast Asia so they could get actually Lutheran doctrinal teaching. And uh, so they've been, they've been using, well, Dr. Kolb taught a course, uh, uh, one of our former professors, Jeffrey Kloha, others, Doug Rutt, who's the provost at uh, Concordia Seminary, uh, have, have also taught courses uh, through this class. So the, the more we can get books like this, as I talk to them, they're, they're really excited, especially the Cambodians, uh, waiting uh, for them to get a book of Concord in Khmer. Uh, because they, they've, they've already got the first version now and they've got a second, uh, it was, you know, Book of Concord sometimes becomes so big in a language, you have to do volume one and volume two. And uh, so our director was just thrilled to get that out last year and, and to be able to, to really start reading some of the things that we could share with them, but we had to use English copies. Now they have it in their own language. Thanks be to God. We are getting an update from Reverend Dr. Matthew Heisey, Executive Director of the Lutheran Heritage Foundation on the Lord's work around the globe through the Lutheran Heritage Foundation. We'll continue the conversation right here on The Coffee Hour in just a moment. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking with the Reverend Dr. Matthew Heisey, Executive Director of the Lutheran Heritage Foundation, getting an update on the Lord's work around the globe uh, through the work of Lutheran Heritage Foundation. Wonderful updates on what's going on around the globe. Thank you for the news from Finland and what's happening in Asia. Now, uh, Pastor, what about um, theological education? We've talked about resources. Let's talk a little bit more about theological education, what's happening with that and international partners. Okay. So we've gone from Europe to Asia. Now we'll move over to Africa. Uh, there is uh, probably a, a church that we believe will become a partner church of the LCMS at the convention. Uh, we're hopeful, at least for next year, the Evangelical Lutheran Church of South Sudan and Sudan. And uh, it is directed by uh, Bishop Peter Anabadi, who is a PhD student in missiology at uh, Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne. And uh, Peter has done a wonderful job. This church was founded about 27, 28 years ago by the late uh, Pastor Andrew Elisa, uh, who, who left the Anglican church because of more liberal teaching. And uh, interestingly enough, then, uh, he, uh, our, our founder, Robert Ron, uh, connected with him and, and sent him copies of the Book of Concord, uh, Luther's small catechism. The more he read this, he said, uh, I think I'm Lutheran. <laughs> and, 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 and we hear this so often from people who, as they begin to read, uh, especially the classic documents of, 
uh, the Lutheran confessions. So in 27, 28 years, now there are 85 pastors, uh, 200 congregations, and roughly 150,000 members in uh, South Sudan, this Evangelical Lutheran Church of South Sudan and Sudan. You kind of put a slash through there because Sudan is still predominantly Muslim and uh, and we have experienced a couple of Lutheran churches being bulldozed not more than four years ago in Khartoum in the capital. Uh, but there is a little bit more religious freedom in South Sudan. And uh, so we're working in about seven of 64 languages in uh, what was is still, I believe, the youngest country in the world. It was separated from Sudan in 2012. So. Uh, you have uh, a church that's fairly young, it's growing and naturally needs pastors. And so uh, uh, our founder, uh, Pastor Ron, uh, actually started a seminary up there then in the late 90s. And uh, a, a class, he, he just turned 86, by the way, and made his last <laughs> visit to what he claims is his last visit to South Sudan for graduation. And along with our, our volunteer pastor, uh, Reverend Dr. Bernie Lutz, who who's a sprightly 88. So uh, these two guys put me to shame. They went, they went to Africa and uh, helped uh, celebrate the uh, graduation of a class. They go through four years, by the way. And uh, there were 20 graduates, uh, 17 were ordained, three uh, have not yet finished their, um, finished the requirements for ordination. And a new class is now just starting up uh, this month uh, with 25. So uh, we're always looking usually getting pastors um, from uh, the United States, from the LCMS, as well as professors from uh, Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne and in, uh, and, in St. Louis. Uh, we've had uh, Will Schumacher, one of my old good friends uh, from St. Louis, as well as uh, Detlef Schultz from uh, uh, Fort Wayne teaching courses there. Um, so uh, we've also developed a component where uh, people can do this online as well, uh, trying to hook up South Sudan to the internet, at least at the, the church compound there. So uh, this is uh, all now being run by our uh, Reverend Dr. Dinku Bato, who manages our work uh, among the African diaspora here in the States, as well as in Africa. And uh, Dinku does just phenomenal job uh, with church relations and doing this work. And, you know, we're grateful for uh, Shawin Trump, the regional director for East Africa, now uh, the Office of International Mission of the LCMS is assisting us uh, financially with some of the costs of that seminary. So once again, it's really some of the partnerships we love to develop um, with the LCMS uh, and their mission arm. What does the seminary like this mean for such a small uh, burgeoning church body uh, to be able to work with them and to develop and, and form these pastors? What does that mean for that church body? Well, I mean, it's essential because when you get out to the, you know, there are so many con congregations scattered throughout the countryside. In fact, one of their requests is they said, we need to, we need to have churches and not just meeting under trees. <laughs> I mean, that's actually, that's what the seminary did before they built a, a, a <laughs> seminary classroom uh, because, you know, we'd have pictures of them out there with the instructors and uh, meeting under the trees, literally. Uh, We've got good friends of ours up in Bay City, uh, Pastor Robert Roberts and his wife Eileen do just fantastic work. And they're preparing to go back over to, uh, in February to, uh, to South Sudan. Uh, but I have a great picture of them uh, sweating out there in the heat under the trees. So um, 
people, uh, especially the further they get away from Yambio, which is the, where the center of the church is, it's not too far from uh, uh, the border of Uganda. And uh, the, uh, uh, the congregations there are kind of really don't have as much presence. So Peter tries to, Peter Anabadi, the bishop tries to get out there, uh, tries to get a motorbike out there or people to do that if they can, because uh, so often congregations are scattered. And, and so they need to have worker priests. Sometimes they need to have a plot of land where they can farm as well as serve as a pastor. Uh, so that's kind of the way a church looks. In, in many ways, they're, they're tent makers, just like the Apostle Paul was uh, back in biblical times. What does it mean to a church like this, the um, Lutheran Church of uh, South Sudan, Sudan, to to have new pastors, to to be able to raise up pastors and and train pastors so that they can serve in local congregations in their own culture, in their own language? Yeah, what you see is that you see the church grow, and 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 that's the remarkable thing because uh, as they are fed spiritually, the churches begin to grow. People begin to recognize because a lot of times, you know, you have Anglicanism there. Uh, you might have a concept of evangelical Christianity, uh, but when we get in there and teach and when we're able to provide resources in the local language, for example, Acholi is one of those languages or Nuer or Dinka. Um, these are remarkable opportunities uh, to work with people. So they can get books in their own language. They can then begin to uh, find places to worship. They can gather folks together and they have a pastor who has now actually undergone seminary training uh, from many of our LCMS pastors who can give them at least a picture of, of how you work with a congregation. Uh, so of course, you know, they're, they're novices at it, but uh, uh, as they work together as a church, this is more than what, what the people have. I think of Jesus saying the people look lost without a shepherd and uh, now they're getting a shepherd. And so at least uh, 17 congregations now will have a new shepherd and of course, Many of these pastors don't serve just one. They'll serve several congregations. Mm -hmm. Thanks be to God for those pastors who will be able to serve the people. Uh, we, have, we have one more region to cover, and this is, this is a very exciting one for me. I've seen posts about this on Facebook. The new Spanish hymnal. Can you tell us about this? Okay. Well, we might as well literally just uh, go around the entire globe and end up in South <laughs> America, uh, Central or North America. Actually, this uh, began well before I joined uh, Lutheran Heritage seven years ago. Uh, one of my uh, fellow missionaries overseas, Ted Cray, uh, who I always say was, they sent the smarter one to the South, to Venezuela, <laughs> and uh, the other guy they sent to Russia, to the frozen tundras. Uh, but uh, Ted, I, I've known Ted since we both went, uh, were posted overseas in 2001. And um, he is now the regional director for Latin America. And so Ted connected with me and said, hey, we really need some help getting this Spanish hymnal. Can you help support us in the process? And uh, our Ted Nothalong has, has just, uh, he manages our work in Southeast Asia, and, and he's right near area there in St. Charles, Missouri. Ted uh, has done remarkable work uh, with printing um, since we print so much of our, our uh, many of our resources in, in uh, Bangkok, Thailand. And Ted, of course, is originally from Thailand. So uh, this Spanish hymnal is actually being printed in Bangkok. And uh, as we speak, should be getting ready to aboard uh, a frigate to uh, Brazil, as we will also have one sent to the United States. So we're going to have like 3,160 copies uh, coming to the U.S. Um, and 
maybe 16,000 copies going to South America to, to be distributed uh, among Lutheran congregations in uh, Mexico, Central America, the Caribbean, and South America. And we're really grateful to Pastor Bob Segor of the Office of National Mission because he is now partnering with us and helping support uh, some of that shipping. So uh, um, once again, it's just a, a great opportunity for us to work with our church, be it Office of International Mission or Office of National Mission. And uh, this Spanish hymnal is, is over a thousand pages. I mean, I've seen the copies, they're, they're, they're just huge. They really got to get the binding right, and they did. And uh, so um, there's hopes that this will be uh, considered kind of the LSB for Spanish speakers, especially among mission congregations here in the States. And, and perhaps at the 2023 LCMS convention, there'll be a formal presentation. So uh, we're, we're really excited. This has been uh, a, a long time coming to get this printed and getting it out now. Certainly something to celebrate. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, it's very clear that uh, you love the work that the Lord has given you to do. I mean, anyone who can recite the uh, the specific numbers of shipments going to specific continents knows all about the work that the Lord has given you. I, ha I had them written down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Heisey, for all these updates on the Lord's work through the Lutheran Heritage Foundation, bringing these wonderful resources to so many people in their languages around the world. It's been a pleasure to catch up with you today. As, as always, thanks so much, Andy and Sarah. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.